0: Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. the second running of the Trump impeachment crown is underway in Washington, D.C., as House Democrat impeachment managers alleging that the Donald incited an insurrection at the Capitol are set to clash with defense lawyers over whether a president can even be tried for impeachment after leaving office. The first session in the second impeachment trial of Donald Trump will feature presentations from both sides over whether or not the Senate has authority to even hear the case followed by a vote on the matter, which requires a simple majority and is expected to pass in the Democrat-controlled chamber. So that means round one will go to the Democrats and they will be able to proceed with the impeachment trial. And the measure is even expected to draw some Republican votes, as five GOP senators, including the turncoat Mitt Romney of Utah and the turncoat rhino Susan Collins of Maine, have previously sided with Democrats on questions related to the constitutionality of trying a former president. The House voted to impeach Mr. Trump last month with one single count of inciting a mob to riot at the Capitol as part of the January 6th last gasp effort to overturn what turned out to be gropey Joe Biden's election victory. The article of impeachment points to a speech that Mr. Trump gave at a rally preceding the riot, which he had absolutely nothing to do with. The Democrats, hell-bent on finding a way to keep Donald Trump from running again in 2024, have put this last-ditch effort at an impeachment on the table so that they can try and bar him from running ever again. But Mr. Trump's lawyers, Bruce Castor, David Schoen, and Mike Vanderveen, say the trial itself is improper. They wrote in a joint statement, The purpose of impeachment is to remove someone from office. And unequivocally, this impeachment trial is not about removing someone from office because Mr. Trump left office on January 20th, 2021. Now, he is both factually and legally a private citizen, and therefore he cannot be impeached. Now, the Constitution itself is silent on whether impeached officials can avoid trial by leaving office, before Senate proceedings begin. Legal experts noted that removing a president from office isn't the only consequence of conviction in an impeachment trial. After a guilty verdict, the Senate could vote to disqualify them from holding future office. And that's what the Democrats plan to do. And they have said so out loud in public through the media. Yesterday, Trump's lawyers said he did not incite the crowd and that the rioters who breached the Capitol did so of their own accord and for their own reasons. The lawyers said that in Mr. Trump's speech the day he used the word fight, a little more than a handful of times and in the figurative sense only. The impeachment managers, those rat bastard Democrats, acting as prosecutors during the trial, responded with a five-page brief saying that Trump has no valid excuse or defense for his actions And his efforts to escape accountability are entirely unavailing. Now, here's the real rub. The guy who is presiding as the judge over this impeachment is a Democrat senator, not the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. John Roberts recused himself early on in the process because he knows this impeachment is unconstitutional. Democrat Senator Patrick Leahy is the longest-serving member in the Senate. He's old, he's wrinkled, he's done. But he's going to get to make the decision. And he claims, even though he's a staunch Democrat who voted to impeach Trump last time, that he will be a fair and impartial judge in this impeachment sham. If senators vote to move forward with the trial, Trump's defense and the House managers will get up to 16 hours per side to make presentations over the next several days. Both sides will have an option to call for a debate and a vote on calling witnesses. What? No witnesses? Here we go again. Another sham impeachment trial with no witnesses and no evidence. It's just an attempt to say, We're not going to let you run for office again in 2024. It is utterly and unabashedly sinful what these guys are doing. This is the Truth Hurts Program. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Every city has them. Every single city. But Democrat-run cities seem to have more of them and larger areas of them. It's one of those things that regular hard-working Americans don't like to speak about. For speaking about them might get you labeled a racist. So what are they? They're hangouts for the groups of people I call the non-contributors. People who don't work, who don't contribute to society, and live off of your hard-earned tax dollars, laughing as you pass by on your way to or from your job every day, where your job takes out taxes which go to support those fleas on the dog known as American society. You see them all the time. Groups of grown-ass men, usually of the 13% percent AA a hyphenated American minority crowd. Oh, they're congregating on some street corner or some park or beneath some overpass. Drinking beer and barbecuing at 9 o'clock in the morning, playing loud rap music and generally just sitting around on overturned shopping carts or five-gallon buckets or milk crates or tree stumps or old tires. Most of these non-contributors have either never held a job, or they're totally uneducated and unqualified to do anything else constructive. So they sit around, waiting on the third of the month, for the next government handout, the reloading of their food stamp card, hoping for another round of welfare. They contribute nothing to society, but spend their entire existence taking from society. Wick, SSI, SNAP, AFDC, Section 8, EITC, Medicaid, CHIP, TANF, free breakfast and lunch programs, LIHEAP for utilities, and other programs. And you, and I, and other hardworking, taxpaying Americans pay for each and every one of those programs, as well as some 70 others. When you look at your next paycheck, you'll see on the deductions line, deductions for federal income tax withholding. In some states, state income tax withholding. And even in some large Democrat-run cities, city income tax withholding. Then there's the most evil line of them all, the deduction for FICA. Yes, the FICA line is the reminder each and every paycheck that your hard work is going to help others who refuse to work. That's the line that shows just how much your government is taking from your hard-earned paycheck to give to people who refuse to work, refuse to take care of themselves, refuse to contribute in any way to society. Now, I know I'm off topic here, so let me steer back to those places where the non-contributors hang out. Able-bodied men, as I said, dancing around, BSing with one another, 40-ounce malt liquor in one hand, not working, not contributing. Every town has one or more such areas. And in Democrat-controlled cities, those areas are more and larger. When the lockdowns for the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, and 2021 came around, These areas were never forced to comply. They were never evacuated. They were never dispersed. The police didn't go around issuing citations to them. There were no mandatory evacuations. These areas were left simply to be what they are. Bastions of non-contributors hanging out on a daily basis, enjoying life on your dime. In New Orleans, the mayor's office got sick and tired of hearing the criticism of the preeminent area of the 13% AA hyphenated American loitering. The grand master hangout in the big sleazy where on any given day, rain or shine, hot or cold, large gatherings of non-contributors hang out all day, all night in one great big giant you and me funded party. The area that I'm speaking of is a long stretch of paved parking beneath the Claiborne Avenue overpass, which is the elevated portion of US Highway 90 business that bypasses some of the nastiest parts of the city, right near the housing projects, but yet just mere blocks away from the giant tourist trap known as the French Quarter. Yes, you can walk from the parking areas and risk your cars being stolen, broken into, set ablaze, urinated or defecated on. Right there and walk just a few blocks and be in the French Quarter. And, as an added bonus, you can enjoy a wide variety of aromas as you pass along the non-elevated portions of historic Claiborne Avenue. The smells of barbecue, burning trash from burn barrels, which is illegal in the city, car exhaust, marijuana, crack cocaine, body odor, and the ever-present smell of human urine and feces. You see, the animals, the non-contributors who hang out there, do include some homeless folks, some of whom live in tents, some in cardboard boxes, and some just laying about on the ground, but you also get the large gatherings of the 13% hyphenated American crowds. Yes, out there with their cars, with the loud stereos blaring rap music. Oh, it's a dream. I have a dream. I don't think that was the dream. But don't worry about these folks catching the the COVID, the Wuhan China novel coronavirus. Why? Well, since the city's never tested any of these people, the city can't say whether or not there is a giant mass super spreader event going on under the Claiborne overpass ever since the pandemic began they turn a blind eye and you can't count what you don't test and no news is good news right the city through its wonderful mayor Latoya the destroyer la toilette cantrell has been pretty much silent whenever any reporter or constituent has brought up the subject of these non-contributors hanging out no masks no social distancing laughing and partying beneath the Claiborne Overpass. But thanks to press conferences recently attended by yours truly, and by a certain person directly questioning her lowness, Damea, the subject of the non-contributors and the vast open-air non-stop party under the Claiborne Overpass has come to the fore in local media. La Toilette Cantrell has, for all intents and purposes, as I've told you on previous programs, canceled the entire Mardi Gras celebration throughout the entire city of New Orleans for this year. No parades, no carnival balls, no parties, no concerts, no gatherings of any kind. And she's also ordered that all bars and restaurants that serve alcohol must cease Operation, from this Friday through the following Wednesday in an effort to, as she says, keep this virus from spreading anymore. She wants to control the spread by limiting all indoor activities and outdoor activities. All gatherings canceled. During her press conference, one local podcaster, guess who, brought up the non-contributors, under the Claiborne overpass. And after a brief pause, she looked up and to the left, and then over to her chief of police. And then she simply handed the podium over to him to answer the question. He looked a bit startled, but he said, The police department will be patrolling, and that if anyone see anyone hanging out in large groups anywhere, they should call the police. Then, one certain podcaster, guess who? Pressed the matter further with the city so shorthanded on police officers anyway and all of the resources being sent towards areas that have previously been known to facilitate large gatherings you know like the french quarter the uptown bar scene etc do we really have the manpower necessary to control this large paved area beneath the claiborne overpass that stretches for well over a mile and a half The mayor then got back on the podium and she said she is going to be leasing temporary fencing to surround the entire area beneath the Claiborne overpass. A local television reporter asked about the cost and who was going to pick up the tab. Would FEMA and the federal government be picking up the tab for the estimated $69,000 the city will have to spend on temporary fencing? Well, the mayor says we're going to have to find the money from somewhere. Can you say higher taxes and more fees? And then the city's health director came out to mention that since the 13 percenters, the A hyphenated American crowd, are at an increased risk of getting Dorona, hopefully these actions will help to curb the spread. So what does your town, your city do? Do you see large congregations of non-contributors? Sure you do. Or maybe you steer clear of those parts of town. And that's probably for the best. In New Orleans, I can tell you, with carjackings, robberies, assaults, murders, attacks, theft, and other violent crime on the rise, some in triple digit percentage rises. Here in New Orleans, along with Democrat-run cities around America, perhaps the best approach would be to let the non-contributors simply continue to spread the Rona amongst themselves and let Darwin run its course. We'll be right back.
1: Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program.
0: In other news, a federal judge today extended by two more weeks a temporary restraining order against the Biden administration's 100-day deportation freeze in one of the earliest legal battles over the new Gropey Joe policy agenda. Judge Drew Tipton of the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Texas said in his decision, he found it necessary to extend his order while the case continues to be litigated. He cited potential irreparable harm to Texas, which brought the lawsuit, if the administration is allowed to put the moratorium into effect. He said, The court may ultimately be persuaded by the defendant's arguments, but any harm they might incur between now and then does not outweigh the potential for irreparable harm to Texas. Judge Tipton was appointed by former President Trump. The restraining order was set to end today, but a spokesman for the Justice Department, which is representing the administration in the case, did not immediately respond to a message seeking comment. Texas Attorney General and my hero, Ken Paxton, brought the lawsuit last month, just days after Gropy Joe was inaugurated in a response to the Department of Homeland Security's directive to pause most deportation while the agency conducts a review of its operations. In other words, Gropy Joe said, I don't want to have any more deportations, so you're going to do a review from top to bottom and you're going to stop all deportations until the, is the thing, you, you, you know the thing. Paxton's suit argues that the DHS overstepped its authority by ordering the deportation freeze. And the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, was representing a pair of immigrant advocacy groups in Texas. They intervened in the lawsuit, arguing that the state should not be able to check DHS's direction and discretion on deportations. So a big old congratulations to Texas for two more weeks of allowing deportations of criminals, illegal aliens, to continue. Let let them get back across that border. Go back where the hell they came from. Illegal is illegal. Trespassing is trespassing. And this is a big neener neener to Gropey Joe and his administration.
1: Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program.
0: And in a highly biased, very left-leaning report by NBC News, Suzanne Gamboa writes, AOC and Schumer tell families they can get help to pay for COVID burials. So now you're going to have more and more people claiming to be dead from Corona because they want a free burial. Before I go on, I wonder if the Biden administration realizes that this will be a tactic that a lot of the 13% AA hyphenated American crowd and the so-called poor will use to get a free burial. They'll blame it on the Rona, which will make Gropy Joe's Rona numbers go higher. I thought he was going to cure this thing. I thought he had a plan. I thought he had a program. The article starts out, the pandemic is not only disproportionately striking racial and ethnic minority and low-income communities in life, but it's following them past their deaths to unaffordable burials, says Representative Alexandria Ocasio Horseface Cortez, a New York Democrat. She and Senate Majority Leader Chuckles Schumer, the clown, highlighted $2 billion in assistance that will be sent to help reimburse low-income families who had to scrape from their own money to afford funeral and burial expenses for loved ones they lost to COVID-19 last year. Stop. Stop the article. Listen, everyone has to scrape into their own money to afford funeral and burial expenses unless they had some sort of an insurance policy in place. Do you think my son was buried for free? Of course not. Now, this just pisses me off. I lost my son last year at the ripe young age of 30 years old, and we had to scrape the money up for his funeral. It doesn't just grow on a magic, oh, you're white privilege, so here's some free money for a funeral tree. You morons, you Democrat pandering asswipes. Alexandria Horseface Cortez said, quote, <coughs> I lost my dad when I was about eighteen years old, and the funeral expenses haunted and followed my family along with many other families in a similar position for years. When you suddenly lose a loved loved one, you're talking about an expense of four, five, seven, ten thousand dollars? No kidding. You think it's free? Then this pandering race baiting column continues. It says Black, brown, and working-class families have been disproportionately hit by COVID-19, which has meant higher levels of mortality and the many funerals and burials that have followed. Some families have had to set up GoFundMe pages and find other ways to raise money to pay for the costs. In addition to not having money for these services, many families have to pay for the storage of their loved ones' bodies until they can be buried. This according to Alexandria Horseface Cortez. The money, the $2 billion they're trying to set aside to help po people pay to put they peoples in the ground, was included in the coronavirus relief bill snuck into law in December. The lawmakers want this assistance to be available until the pandemic ends. It's never going to end. They said they're working to include more assistance in the new American Rescue Plan. The gropey Joe Biden $1.9 trillion debacle currently waking its way through Congress. The lawmakers say the program will require people applying for the reimbursement to have identifying documentation and a death certificate. Stop. So they're going to require you to have an ID to get free burial money, but they didn't require an ID for you to vote and put gropey, mopey, dopey, sleepy, creepy, touchy, feely, little girl, feely, uppy Joe Biden into the White House? Mm? Do you not see what is happening here? The lawmakers say the program will require people applying for reimbursement to have identifying documentation and a death certificate. Funeral homes will be alerted to the reimbursement to inform families and they're going to establish a toll-free telephone number with assistance in multiple languages. And this will be set up through FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, to walk people through the process. Horseface Cortez and Chuckles tried last year to get FEMA to provide funeral and burial assistance to families in the same way it did after Hurricane Sandy, according to Chuckles. Chuckles said that he and Horseface asked FEMA to act on its own to provide assistance like it had before, but FEMA did not, despite the lawmaker's begging to the White House and to FEMA. Yes, boys and girls, your tax dollars are going to pay for other people's funerals now. I would like the big casket with the gold trim, oh yay baby. I want y'all to pay for all of it, my baby going out in style, you heard me? Because I'm sure the federal government is not going to be satisfied just giving you a plain pine box and a hole in some potter's field. That would be racist. That would be insensitive to the AA 13% hyphenated American minority crowd who will be sucking up this burial money like milk from an udder. Yes, I'm sure that anything less than a first-class funeral, paid for by your tax dollars, would be considered a racist. We shall see. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program
2: Good afternoon, Jackson and Watson Funeral Home. May I help you?
1: Yeah, my brother-in-law done died and he need to get buried.
2: Oh, we are so sorry for your loss, sir. What was the decedent's name? The who what name? The decedent. The person who has passed on.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Your name is Ladasha Deshawn Kennedy Phipps. I'm
2: sorry. How do you spell the decedent's name?
1: Uh, capital A, little small a, then a space, then dash, and another little a. I'm
2: I'm I'm sorry. Could you repeat that, please?
1: Alright. Capital A, like Africa, then a little small a, so that's spelled La, like Louisiana, then a space, then a dash, and another little A.
2: D- did you say a dash?
1: Yeah, like that little line, like a hyphenated line. You're, you know, la, then a dash, then an A. La, dash, uh.
2: I see. And your name, please?
1: My name Ian Herschel Darnell Johnson. I'm the brother-in-law.
2: That's Ian, I, A, N? No,
1: my name Ian. Like letter E, letter N. E-N. My name Ian.
2: And you are the brother-in-law? Yeah. Do you have the name of the decedent's father?
1: Oh no 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 no. They don't know who the daddy was.
2: And do you have the name of his mother?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Got my little baby sister. I thought you were talking about the daddy mama, you know what I'm saying? Okay. The dashing mama is my sister. Her name is Yolanda Tomika Lashawn Davis Washington. I'm sorry. You got hard of hearing or something, man? Look, her name, Yolanda Tomika Lashawn Davis, Washington.
2: Uh oh, okay, sir. Our funeral services start at $6500 for a full oak casket burial with a modest headstone, and they go as high as $31,800 for the Grand Send-Off package. The Grand Send-Off includes a custom carved oak casket, velvet-lined plush with gold leaf inlays, all the finest trim and finial work. The package includes two six-door family limousines, the hearse, three police escorts, and a nine-person choir singing at the gravesite. So which package do you wish to purchase, and how will you be paying?
1: Oh no no no, we ain't paying for nothing. This here funeral gonna be paid for by the AOC and Charles Schumer plan. That's that two billion dollars y'all talking about giving out for all the poor people that's died from the Rona, you heard? We ain't paying for nothing. It's gonna be a government paid for Rona barrier plan.
2: Oh, I'm so sorry sir. That's a different department. Please hold a moment while I connect you to our government services department.
1: I later,
0: tell. Government services, you're gonna need the debt certificate and the ID from the dead person. You're gonna get a plain pine box and a six by three by three foot hole in the ground at the back of the cemetery near the landfill.
1: Oh, no, you don't. Not for this man. That's discrimination. That's racism. we gonna get that grand send off plan. You can build a government for it. Or oh, I'm gonna go to Channel 3,
0: Channel 7, and all them channels. This racism.
1: This not fair. This all even fair though. Y'all can't do that
0: shit. Well, 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 that's about right. And then they'll call some attorney firm and want to sue the federal government and get a big settlement. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Hey, that's going to do it for this afternoon's edition of the Truth Hurts Program. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Make it a great day. Hey, Sharmiqua, what
1: you doing?
2: It just means nothing. Just looking for a job. Ain't nobody want to hire no tranny like me.
1: You heard Joe Biden lifted the ban on transgenders up in the military, right?
2: Yeah, I heard about
1: it. So what? Well, you know how hard it is for a guy to meet a guy in the military. Know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: And you know I had that addictive operation last year, so now I'm a man. Well, deep inside I still feel like a woman sometimes, but now I have my new power pole, so I wanna go and be all I can be, know what I mean?
2: Ooh, yeah, I get it. And you know I had my little man removed, so now I do feel like a woman, right?
1: Yeah, dude. Uh, girl.
2: Oh, don't worry about it. I'm just as confused as you. But at least we can go in the military now and have all our medical treatments and stuff paid for by the government.
1: Yeah, girl. I mean, man, yeah, you're right. This confusing. Come on, let's go sign up and confuse some soldiers and some privates.
2: Ooh, you know me. I'm all about the privates. Know what I
0: mean? Paid for by the Biden administration and today's military, where you can be anything you want to be. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Copyright 2020, Steve Knight Productions, all rights reserved. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Background music by Jason Shaw and Nautics. We'll see you next time.